Welcome back, roomies. You are listening to K-Drama in Room 343. I'm your host, C. Choi, aka Christina, and today we are going to talk about episode 7 of Penthouse Season 1. If you are joining for the first time, hello! This is a podcast where I summarize in great detail each drama episode along with my own commentary. You can stream this episode pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, as well as on YouTube. Just search K-Drama in Room 343 to listen on my YouTube channel, Yuri Choi. And those of you who are listening on our podcast platforms, welcome back. And make sure you are subscribed to our podcast, um, wherever you get your podcast, and leave a five-star rating if you're joining from Apple Podcast. Alright, I feel like my intros get kind of short um, each episode, <laughs> but that's pretty much all I have to say. Let's just dive into this episode because I took a lot of notes. Like I couldn't, I tried to keep myself from stopping um, the episode, but I had to stop like almost, I don't know, every major scene to actually jot down some notes because... Y'all, this episode, I feel like each episode gets even more intense than before. So yeah, let's just get started. Um, so, Rona and Yunhee, they go to the school, but of course, Rona can't get in. While she is, like, held up by the security in the front door, um, the, cer- the ceremony has already started. The twins are the representatives for the school, and they say, like, a opening statement, um, basically just declaring that they'll be a good student body, whatever, right? Then the concert starts. Lindyar then comes up to the stage, and the parents in the audience, they're like confused, like, um, why is Lindyar coming up for the solo? I thought it was Rona who was going to be up on stage instead of Seokyung. And even Dr. Ha didn't know. Seokyung is sitting at a row behind them because um, she's sick and she has a mask on, but she's like looking directly at Dante or like the back of Dante's head or back of the devil's head. Sorry, excuse me. Um, Suryeon is also confused, but she has a flashback, and the flashback is at a dress shop. Um, she's picking up a dress for Seokyong, and the dress lady is like, oh, you must be so disappointed because, you know, Seokyong can't sing the solo uh, because of her cold. Why is she picking up the dress, though, then? I guess they already bought it before, so that she's just picking it up because they just have money like that. You know, no refund. Anyways, um, Sujan is like, yeah, she's pretty sick, so she's very disappointed as well. Dress lady um then is like, oh, oh, that's so sad. Um, is so is is that why Unbyar is replacing her? And Sujan is like, huh? The dress lady explains that Unbyar's mom requested a restoration of her old dress, um, the one she wore to sing at her. Seoul National University graduation ceremony, and that Eunbyeol is going to wear it at the admission ceremony at um, Cheonga Arts High School. And Suryeon is kind of suspicious, like, mm, was this all planned before? Yes. Yes, it was. We already know that. The concert begins, and Eunbyeol is singing while Rona and Yunhee are legit 
filming an action movie trying to get away from security. They literally, like, remember Yoon-hee grabbed, like, a fire hydrant and started, like, blasting it at the security. They're literally filming an action movie. Anyways, they eventually get to backstage, but of course, Eun-byeol is singing already, and Rona starts to freak out, and she wants to, like, get on stage. She's, like, full disbelief, and um, Yuni stops her, though, because if she ruins the concert, then the things, you know, things will turn out worse for them. Seojin is conducting and she also has a flashback and she's basically being reprimanded by her dad. Her dad is threatening her to correct and fix all the mistakes that caused their reputation to plummet. Reputation of their family as well as the school. And this was in regards to Eunbyeol ruining their image with the bullying incident. Um, and that, and because she's also not even doing the solo, where all the important people are going to be at. And so he gets very angry, and Sojin promises that she will correct the mistakes. Um, then she's just like roaming around the school and looks into the classroom, and actually sees Sokyong and Sokun cheating on a test. She smiles devilishly and gets an idea. All oh, right, I'm so sorry. Ah. I forgot. We're now referring to Sojin as the Satan, and I, I just completely forgot about that. Satan goes directly to guess who? The devil himself. She hands him the twins' scantron or answer sheet and basically tells him that all the answers are the same, even the handwriting on like the open note section or like the um the writing portion. And I mean, it's like they didn't even try to make it different, you know, they just legit were so bold and just straight up cheated. <laughs> the devil is thanking her for telling him first and basically says, oh, I'll just have a I'll have a talk with the kids. Satan is saying like, oh, this is rather serious. It's like a serious offense. I cannot let this go unpunished. So devil is like, okay, um, what do you want then? Satan then tells him that I cannot possibly have the student that cheated in front of me get on stage and do the solo performance. The devil is like, oh, okay, so you want me to make Seokyung drop the solo? Satan is like, yes, but you know, we should avoid any rumors and probably just cover up with, let's say, you know, a severe cold. Then the scene transitions to the classroom when they were practicing. This was also a scene that we saw last episode. Seokyung starts to have like a coughing fit. And Seojin says that she needs to go to the hospital and she can't, you know, perform the next day. So this was all an act. Seokyung was not sick at all, but she's pretending because probably the devil made her. Anyways, the flashback is over and, um, you know, everyone is cheering for Eunbyar, saying like, wow, that was amazing. I guess she did well. I don't know. I, I on it Again, I don't really know classical music, so <laughs> I think she did well too. <laughs> then after the performance, an announcement is made by Sojin, or sorry, Satan. She gives a speech about the school and their long history of sending students to SNU, 
Seoul National University, which is a prestigious school, and about the Cheonga Arts Festival, which was apparently closed due to a terrible event that happened um, when a misconduct was performed by a jealous student, aka Yoonhee. But she is going to revive the Cheonga Arts Festival, and whoever wins that trophy will also be admitted to SNU as the top in their class. Upon hearing this, the audience goes wild, and Satan also say that this opportunity will be expanded to all grades, not just seniors in high school. And she's like, this will allow for fair competitions. And I'm just like, uh-huh, sure. You're right. She then like lifts up the trophy and everybody cheers while Yoon-hee just kind of grabs her throat because again, you know, PTSD. She almost died. Freaking Satan freaking slashed her throat with that trophy. My goodness. How is she just walking around? Ugh. That's another ugh, episode. But anyways, let's move on. The other parents in the audience, like Jenny's mom and Minhyuk's mom, they're discussing what this means for Sojin. Um, they're basically saying like, oh wow, Sojin, oh, sorry, Satan is now the golden ticket for the kid's success. Yoon-hee tries to pull Rona away and they leave, but Rona like, has lasers shooting out of her eyes. And I mean, like, understandable, but I'm hoping that they went to the hospital at this point. But, of course, they did not. They did not go to the hospital. They're at the school lobby, uh, where Sojin actually puts the tro trophy on display as motivation, I guess, for the students. She also sees Yoon-hee and Rona, but coolly just walks away. Dang, Satan. Satan then walks upstairs and sees the devil and Suryeon together. Devil is like putting Suryeon's hair out of her face and just basic, you know, couples PDA. Satan looks pissed. Suryeon comes up to her and basically congratulates her, saying that the ceremony was perfect and that you must be really proud that it went super well. Satan still looks displeased, but just says like, oh, yeah, I owed it to the other parents who also helped too. The devil then tells her that Eunbyeol's performance was also perfect and that she must be very proud to have her shine like that in a room full of important people. Satan looks at him and has a flashback. This was back to when Sojin was threatening the devil about Sokyo and how she cheated. The devil is like, you know, the more I learn about you, the more I realize you are an interesting person. Satan then like blushes and she's like, so you agree to my deal then? Devil is like, yes, okay, I will tell Sokyong to step down from the solo. He then gets up and walks over to the door. He also says that with this deal, our relationship will end as well. drawing the line like that he be taking a big red marker and drawing the line like that mm-hmm get out satan sojin stops smiling and he basically like kicks her out as well um saying that it was fun while it lasted satan leaves while like muttering oh my gosh what a crazy jerk crazy jerk so the flashback is over, and Satan also compliments Sokun, who played the piano very well. Um, the devil and Suryeon thanks her, and then they both leave. Satan looks pissed. She then calls Rona to see her in her office. Satan punishes Rona, 
saying that she needs to do some hours of community service and she's going to get 10 points, 10 penalty points um, for missing the concert. And Rona was like, I was in a car accident. Do you not see the blood on my face? Are you blind, woman? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Rona is like, I could have made it, but I got into a car accident. But then Satan is like, a performance is a promise with the audience. You are still responsible for missing the concert. What the hell, Satan? Freaking. Then Uni barges into the office and tells her, you should know very well why Rona could not make it. This was all you're doing. The car has been following us since we left home and tailed us whenever we switched lanes and eventually crashed into us and caused the accident. This was all planned by you. Satan then just laughs and she's like, oh, what an imagination you have. Oh my gosh. Uni is like, wow, people really do not change. Sojin then gets mad and says, your daughter should be the one apologizing for messing up the concert that we have been preparing for two months. Yuni is like, no, that concert would have still gone as planned since from the beginning, it was planned that Eunbyeol would sing the solo part. Sojin then threatens to give more penalty points to Rona if Yunhi keeps pestering her and making these like bold claims. Rona is like, no, mom, shut up. Oh my god, this girl. Yunhi then is like, fine, do what you want with your authority. You can just wield it, whatever, do what you want. But if you touch my daughter, I will make sure your daughter sheds tears of blood. And Satan is like, fine, try it. Try it. Do it. Yunhi then walks out with Rona and Satan looks pissed. And she clears her desk with anger, like that swiping thing Korean dramas do to convey anger to the max. They just like swipe the table clean with their arms, you know? She does that. She clears the desk. Meanwhile, at Dante's study, the twins come in as requested by the devil. He tells Sokyong that he will allow her to go study abroad. And at first, Sokyong is like, oh, really? And he hands her the tickets, but he says that she is going alone. Sokyong is like, what do you mean? The devil is like, you are going to step out of your brother's shadow. Um, your grades are not good. You keep dragging down Sokun. Sokun then says, no, you can't send Sokyong alone. Okay, like why? Why though? Why can't Sokyong go alone? If they are in an abusive household, isn't it better to have one of them leave? Like save yourself, you know, don't worry about me. Save yourself, sister. Sokyung apologizes and says that she did all that, she cheated, because she wanted to impress the devil and get good grades. And she's like starting to cry. The devil is like, then you shouldn't have gotten caught cheating. What the hell? He like switches to his mad tone and then starts talking to them formally. He says he doesn't want to discuss this matter anymore and tells Sokyung to take the tickets and leave now. You should pay for humiliating our family. Sokyong and Sokun beg him, but he doesn't back down. He tells Secretary Cho to take Sokyong to the airport now, and the secretary starts to drag Sokyong. Sokun tries to stop him, but he's like easily pushed away. Suryeon then walks in and starts defending the twins. Um, she is like, You will not send Sokyong abroad. I will not let you. 
The devil gets mad at her for stepping in between his kids and him, but Sujun is like, they are my kids too. Sakyong starts begging Dante to give her another chance to prove herself, and the devil is like, how can I trust you? Sakyong then says that she will win the Chang'a Arts Festival um, and get the trophy and do whatever it takes to get do so. Sujun then tells um, the devil to give her another chance and to trust her, but the devil is still pissed. Sujun then escorts the kids out because she's like, to Tante, you are too emotional and at this rate, you're going to hurt the kids with your words. So I think you need to be alone right now to have a moment to think. The devil then is pissed even more because he hates when people tell him what to do, right? So then, guess what he does? He clears his desk. <laughs> he clears the table out of anger. The devil walks out of the office and he's still like fuming. He's furious. But then, Sokun is outside his office just leaning on the wall like one of the cool kids. You know when like, in like um, teen movies, when like... Like the cool kids, they just like lean on the floor to convey like, oh yeah, like we don't care about society. He, Sokun is just like chilling, leaning on the wall. Like, okay, weren't you just kicked out by, like, weren't you just pushed aside by um, the secretary? <laughs> like, I don't understand why he's leaning on the wall like that. Like, shouldn't you be like angry or I don't know, trying to bargain or be in like a position to convey like he is sorry for cheating. Like, I don't know, just to kind of ease his dad's anger. But he's just like <laughs> posing. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, Sakuna is like, did you kill Minsora? That's what he says when um, the devil walks out. And the devil is like, what the hell are you talking about? Sakuna tells him that he knew Minsora was in the mechanical room that night of her death. So it wasn't the boiler room. It was actually the mechanical room. Sorry about that. Um, he then uses this to threaten Tante. He's like, leave my sister alone. I will not let you walk all over us this time. And then he walks away. The devil looks even more angry. Yoon-hee is walking home, but the gangsters, uh, the gangster loan sharks are camping out in front of her house. And they basically ask her to pay the loan back by the end of this week or else. Rona is shocked to learn about Yunhee's plan to move to Minsora's apartment and that she even bought that place. Um, she gives her like dead eyes saying that she doesn't want to be linked to Minsora anymore and that she didn't even meet this girl yet she is ruining her life. Because of Minsora, she was bullied. Because of Minsora, her admission was canceled or almost canceled. And all these bad things are happening because all the kids are comparing her to Minsora. She like pushes Yunhee away even though she is trying to explain her plan, you know, the plan about redevelopment and such, but Rona just does not want to, he want to hear it. Honestly, this is why I hate Rona so much, like she is such a brat. She is like the same level of bratness, I don't know, brattiness as Jenny, Inbyeol, and Seokyong, and Seokun, like all the kids. Like all the kids are brats, honestly. At Inbyeol's house, Inbyeol walks into the room with bouquets and is feeling really happy and um, she's like telling her parents that grandpa even complimented me, you know, for the performance. Dr. Ha is like, I'm so proud of you, sweetie. But Satan is like, it's too early to praise her. 
Hashtag tiger mom. Then Satan tells her you shouldn't be satisfied with this. She asks her what her next goal is, and Imbir tells her that it is the Chunga Arts Trophy. Sojin looks pretty satisfied and leaves. Imbir is talking to Dr. Ha and is like, if I get the trophy, do you think I'll get a compliment from mom? And Dr. Ha is kind of like stunned, and he's like, of course. Since you did so well today, I want to do something for you. Is there anything you want? I'll get it for you. Lindbjörn then sits him down and says that there is something that she wants, and it's for Dr. Ha and Sojin to get along for real. She says that her wish is for them to get along without fighting, just like when she was little. Um, hearing this, Dr. Ha is kind of like, oh, I mean, I think he does want to kind of um, restore their relationship. So he goes over to Sojin, who is on the massage chair. And he is trying to make an effort. He basically asks Hojin out on a date um, to go out to a bar for a drink. Um, and Hojin is kind of like, uh, what? What is up with him all of a sudden? But she does, you know, hint that, yeah, sure, I guess. So they plan to go out to a bar um, after her evening lesson at 9 p.m. Then um, the next scene is at a shooting range. Uh, I think it's all the same day, which I was so confused. So I guess like I'm guessing that the concert was in the morning and then the school happened. And then after school is when she got the bouquet, they came home. So I think that's what the timeline is. I don't know. It was very confusing because usually in America, I don't know, for my school at least, the concerts were all in the evenings. So anyways, um, the next scene is at the shooting range and the three men, um, Devil, Dr. Ha, and Lawyer Lee are there. Lawyer Lee wins uh, and apparently if you win, you get to decide what to do for the rest of the evening. Lawyer Lee tells them that there is a new lawyer at his farm whom he hates and just he like just annoys him so much. But he's dating a this girl who I think lawyerly says he has a crush on this girl or I don't know. I'm not sure. But then the devil is like, we need to teach this guy a lesson then. You know, what happens when you try taking something that is not yours? We gotta teach this guy a lesson. So then they dress up in this like wrestling mask. They like they wear they wear a mask. And they go up to this lawyer who is making out with his girlfriend in the car. And like he, they pull him out of his car. They start beating him up. They tie him and then get on a sports car and try to run over him. Like, but they're like just driving around the guy really fast in circles and laughing at him. Like what in the hooligan? What in the childish? Like jail. Oh my God. These are... Like, I was watching this, I was like, what the heck am I watching? Am I watching Penthouse? Like, am I watching Penthouse right now? Like, what am I watching? Am I watching, like, a kid's show? Like, like a prank gone wrong? Like, wh what am I watching? I was so confused. Like, why? What? What are they doing? Then the devil throws him a stack of cash and tells him to stay away from that girl and then they just drive off. After this, I don't know what to call it, like this punishment? Ah, what the hell? After this scene, Lawyer Lee notices that the devil is not in a good mood today. 
But I mean, he was laughing with them. Like, he was having fun for sure. But then the devil is like, yeah, I have a lot on my mind. Um, you know, how about we go out for drinks? I will, it's, it'll be my treat. But then Dr. Ha says that he has plans with his wife and he leaves. This makes Dante look even more mad. He is pissed. Okay, you're the one who broke up with her, so why are you mad? At her office, Satan is getting ready to leave, and she even looks excited. She's like humming and smiling and looking at the mirror, fixing her makeup. And the phone rings, and she answers saying, Yeah, I'm about to leave now, but it's the devil. The devil asks her to meet him. The next scene is Sojin, and she's going down the stairs to a bar. She actually went to the bar to meet Dr. Ha instead of the devil. But then, just as she was about to walk to Dr. Ha, she gets a text from the devil saying that he is waiting for her and that he loves her. I don't know if this is true, honestly. I don't think he loves her. I think he loves the idea of having her, but I don't think he loves her. Satan sees Dr. Ha drinking at the bar and waiting for her. And then Dr. Ha turns to see the stair area, but Sojin is not there. And he looks a bit annoyed. He receives a text from Sojin um, saying that her dad had requested her to see her right away so she can't make it that night. But Dr. Ha looks kind of suspicious. So he calls his father-in-law. His father-in-law picks up and Dr. Ha is like, Oh, um, good evening, sir. Did you get home all right tonight? And his father-in-law is like, No, I'm actually working right now. Dr. Ha is like, Oh, I see. Sorry to bother you. Just wanted to congratulate you on the success of the admission concert. Father-in-law is like, Thank you, but Sajin also did very well. Why don't you take her out for dinner tonight? Dr. Ha then freezes and realizes that Sojin has been lying to him. I think he knows now that she's cheating on him at this point, right? Like if you, you gotta know, right? Cause he's been picking up on like little clues. Like she had jewelry that he's never seen before. She's been going out a lot. Remember that time when um, she said she was in her office, but she wasn't. So I, I'm hoping that he, you know, put the two and two together. Sojin drives to a private mansion and smiles when she gets out. She's like nodding and looking at it. She's like, yes, this is what I want. She enters and the devil is in the living room. He is on the phone and telling Suyeon that he's going to be late due to work and for her to go to bed instead of waiting for him. Sojin then walks towards him. She's like, you are so rude. How dare you cut off our relationship and then tell me to come to you like this. The devil is like, you came though, which means you also have feelings left for me. Satan is like, no, I came here to warn you. You're right. The devil is like, I found out today what kind of woman Chun Sojin really is and how she does whatever it takes to get what she wants. And I really like that about you and how I can be my true self. Devil and Satan sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. First comes murder, second comes abuse, and third comes hiding and covering up a criminal case. Wow. 
when I'm it's it's a match made in he- hell, not heaven. <laughs> I almost said heaven. A match made in hell for sure, for sure. Satan is like, you know, I really don't need a man in my life. I'm okay with living with Doctor Ha. The devil is like, don't lie. I know that you will never be satisfied with Doctor Ha. I know that you want me. Devil then like kind of walks up to her, so they're like super close at this point. And Sojin is like, I decide the status of our relationship, whether it's on or off. She then throws her purse and tells Dante to not show off. Then she starts kissing him. Devil and Satan sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. All together now, first comes murder, second comes abuse, third comes hiding and covering up a criminal case. Yes, this is a song that I made <laughs> based on Sonjin and Dante's relationship. Oh my god. Okay, anyways. Suyeon is at the penthouse and she's looking at her phone. Um, She is tracking... Dante, the GPS tracking app, and sees that Dante is actually at their pension. She rolls her eyes and scoffs and she like continues to drink her wine. The devil and Sojin, they continue to make out, so it like switches back and forth. And then Sunyan goes into her safe and takes out something. Um, and then it switches to the scene with devil and Sojin and they get in bed. Like, ugh, nasty stuff, my friends. Nasty. Sujan is looking at what she pulled out and it's actually a photo album. Um, It's a photo album of her family, her with her parents, and they are at an event. Uh, The event, it says it's Chakomo Second Factory Completion Ceremony. I don't know what that means, but she's just looking at her family pictures. Sojin and Dante are now out in the backyard, like um, overlooking a lake. And Satan confesses to the devil, saying that it was the first time she has ever heard someone tell her that they love her. Hey, like, what the heck? The devil also confesses that, you know, it's the first time that I ever broke my rule. The rule that, you know, a relationship will end if the other person says they want it to end. And then he's like, I broke it for you. And they resume kissing. Devil and Saint. Okay, it's enough. It's enough. <laughs> The next scene is Hojin sneaking back into her house and she is so happy, so elated. Um, she goes into the bedroom and sees Dr. Ha snoring away. So she's like, oh, okay, he's sleeping. Um, she's like so happy. She starts humming um, while she is in the dressing room. But Dr. Ha was awake. He like opens his eyes and he's super pissed he like grabs he like clenches his um hands um he's like super angry the next day um breakfast at the penthouse Sokyong asks tante for a new tutor who doesn't teach in vr as well and someone that is even better suyeon is like oh that's what mom's that's like mom's job don't worry sweetie i will take care of it i support your decision to study hard 100 percent the twins then leave for school, and Sujan tells Dante that she will take care of the twins and their school stuff from now on. And the devil is like, 
okay. Sujan then leans on him and says that there's something that she wants to do but wants to ask for his permission. She wants to take over the furniture company that her mother used to run. Apparently, it's currently running by a professional business manager, but she wants to take over the business. The devil is like, why all of a sudden? Sujan then tells him that, you know, she has all this time now since Hain is gone, and the business was her mom's who spent all her life to make it grow, and she doesn't want to have someone else manage that company now. She begs Tante to let her do it, and Tante is like, oh, what is up with you today? Because Sujan is being like extra cute and flirty, and she's like, you'll let me do it, right? Right? Please? Pretty please? Then she tells him to continue eating breakfast while she goes and get his clothes ready. Devil is looking kind of confused. Rona goes to school, but she's late, and when you're tardy, you apparently get penalty points, which she already has plenty of, so she's, she tries to do the smartest thing and climb the wall. And she'd be struggling, but then Sokun offers a helping hand. And I was really confused because I thought he hated her. But anyways, with Sokun's help, she manages to jump over, and Rona is like, um, I think you should hurry too, like, jump over quickly, or else you're gonna be late. But she realizes that he's gone. He rides in the car with Sokyong, and the teacher just lets their car pass. Like, she even waves hello. Like, talk about preferential treatment. Like, what the heck? Rona runs to the school and makes it to class. Um, Sokun is already there. Then the students are talking about how uh, Eunbyo did so well that night, and how everyone is talking about the beautiful dress. Eunbyo even brags that it was her mom's that was restored for her. Jenny then notices Rona being late. She's like, you're awfully late for someone who's on the wait list. Be honest with me, did you get scared yesterday and run off? Is that why you didn't come to the concert? Rona tries to ignore her, but Minhyuk steps in and questions if she was really in a car accident because she looks very fine, like she looks okay right now. Rona tries to brush past him, but then he grabs her and pushes her back. Then Rona like starts yelling at them like, why are you guys so mad? Is it because the number one on the waitlist was able to perform the solo? Like because I got the part? Or are you angry because you got creamed by my skills? Me, who is number one on the waitlist. The rest of the hair club kids then suddenly have a flashback. It's to the night when they group bullied Minsara and she basically said the same thing. Rona is like, is that why you guys are being so childish? Which is also why what Minsara said, right? So the hair club kids, they're like, what the hell is this deja vu? <laughs> then Rona tells them that she pities them. Just like Minsara did. Dang, doppelganger. Eunbyar then snaps and she's like, watch what you say. And Rona is like, watch what you say. Then she tries to go and find her seat, but all their kids are like saying, oh, this seat is taken. And a couple of kids do this, so she's like just standing awkwardly. Then Sokun tells her to sit next to him because that seat is not taken. Eunbyar then tries to change the subject and then invites the kids to come over to her place after school for a party. All the kids are excited and Jenny is like, of course. Why are you even asking? It looks like everyone but one person is going to be there. And that one person being Rona. Inbear is like, okay, so everyone except for that one person, you guys are all invited. And she even invites the twins. But Seokyong says she will not be able to make it. 
Then she walks over to Rona and invites her to come to her house to come over and study with them. And Minhyuk is like, "What the hell? What the heck? When did you guys become friends?" And Sokun is like, "Since now." Ooh, what are the devil spawns planning? Like, what are they planning? They're planning something. Sokun then asks Rona to come over, and Rona smiles. Then the homeroom teacher enters and introduces himself. But guess who it is? The teacher's name is Madugi, and he's the teacher that backstabbed Rona. Rona recognizes him and has all the flashbacks of him teaching Rona and basically betraying her. He also sees Rona, but he just like ignores her. He's like,、mm, whatever. And after class, Rona goes up to the teacher, but he acts like he did nothing wrong. Rona is like, shouldn't you at least apologize? You taught me a German song, which was not even a requirement to sing for the admission. And he's like, "Oh, right, that.、Oh, sorry, I must have made a mistake that time. My bad. But I mean, you got into the school, so it's all good, right? See ya. What the hell? Like, how can he be so shameless? Oh my god, jail, jail. Rona still like talks. Goes after him and says, "Did Sojin tell you to do that? And as a result, is that why you're working at this school now?" Then the teacher is like, "You better watch your mouth, especially at this school." He then walks away. And Unbyar was eavesdropping. And when the teacher leaves, she warns Rona for talking ill about her mother. She's like, "You need to know your place, unless you want to go to the police station again." Jenny and Minyeok come too, and Jenny is like, "Wow, did you see this waitlist number one?" On the school bulletin, there is a post about how Rona is being punished, ten、um, penalty points, and ten hours of community service. Unbyar makes fun of her, saying like, "Wow, it looks like you'll be very busy, huh? Number one on the waitlist." Our Rona does not back down. She's like, "You know, you are the one that is really waitlist number one." Unbyar freezes because that's—I mean, it's probably true. I don't even think she's number one. She's probably like she's not even on the wait list, you know. To be honest. Anyways, Rona challenges her, saying that she is the one who stole her solo performance. She then tells her, "If you didn't steal it, then explain what happened." You darned thief! Ooh, just like her mama. She says "todungyon," which like "nyon" is like the B word. To put it that way, so she basically says like you are a so toduk is thief, nyon is like a like curse word for girl, so thief girl, but like a curse word for girls. I think the closest meaning is the b word, so thief b, but I don't know doesn't that doesn't make any sense in English. But anyways, Inbyar is furious, and all the kids are like, oh my god, does she just say that? Inbyar then starts grabbing Rona by her hair and starts like. Pummeling her, beating her up, and then they just start to fight. Sokyung drags Sokun, and they are just like watching this. And Sokun looks Sokyung looks like she's having fun. She's like, "Wow, this just got even more interesting." So she's definitely planning something. Flashback happens to when Rona was trying to climb the wall, and Sokyung tells the driver to stop the car. She tells Sokun to try to seduce or to flirt with waitlist number one so that she can mess with Inbyar's head. And Sokun is like, "No, I don't want to get involved with a girl like that." And Sokyung is like, "Please, I really need to beat Inbyar." Sokun still says no, but Sokyung is like, "So, are you okay with me dying?" What the 
hell is this abusive relationship? Even in this sibling relationship. I guess he agreed. That's why he's being so nice to Rona. But anyways, um, Sojin then walks in to stop Eunbyeol and Rona from fighting. Okay, so apparently it's the first day of school. Like, I'm so confused. Like, then why do they go to school for? Like, after the concert, like, wasn't that a day of school either? Like, did they just leave after the concert? Like, is that what happened? I'm so confused. So confused. Why do they have any, like, so many first days? Like, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure they were at the school the day before, right? Anyways, okay. Sajin is like, both of you get one penalty point. Rona is like, that's not fair. She's the one who started the fight. And Eunbyeol is like, no, she's the one who cursed at me first. She called me a darned thief. And at this, Sajin also has a flashback to when Yoon called her Todungyeon, or darned thief, um, the fake winner as well. Sojin, upon hearing this, gets super angry and yells at Rona. How dare you use that word at my daughter at the school? Eunbyeol also gets a nosebleed and Sojin panics. She tells Jenny to take Eunbyeol to the infirmary right away and Sojin warns Rona that she is on probation. So she better watch herself and behave if she wants to keep attending the school. And when Rona tries to defend herself, Sojin just keeps awarding her penalty points and community service hours. Rona is like shaking and she's angry, but she doesn't, you know, she shuts up. The bell rings and Sojin orders all the other students to get back to class. At the hospital, Dr. Ha is in surgery, but his head is not in the game. Like, focus on the surgery, man. But he's just having all these flashbacks to all the lies that Sojin has been telling him. And he like messes up during surgery, like blood is everywhere. He's like furious. Then after the surgery, he gets a text. It's from an unknown number. And the text reads, Yesterday, his wife was with someone last night at a private pension. Dr. Ha is pissed. Meanwhile, Suryan is hard at work taking over her mother's uh, furniture store or furniture company. Secretary Cho is stalking her and taking pics and showing them to the devil. Um, but he reports that she's not doing anything particular. And the devil is thinking to himself, Suryan, what are you planning? He then orders Secretary Cho to continue to watch her and report any suspicious behavior. Secretary also gives him a USB and it contains materials from Secretary Yoon's laptop. The devil looks through it and sees pictures of the sketchy congressman as well as a picture of Min Sora. He feels very like gross looking at her again and he flashes back to when he was actually threatening Min Sora in the mechanical room. He was alone with her and he was threatening to kill her if she didn't tell him where her phone was and that it would be incredibly easy to cover up her death and no one would care because she's an orphan. No one will care if she committed uh, suicide, quote unquote. Min Sora is like, you thought that I would come here without setting up a safety plan? If something happens to me, my brother will come and avenge me. The devil is like, oh, so you have a brother in the orphanage? He then like leans over to kind of mock her, but then Min Sora kicks him in the shins and headbutts him. The devil gets super angry and slaps Min Sora multiple times until she bleeds, kicks her until she falls, since again, she's like tied up to the chair. And then he goes over to like the tools that's like hanging and he grabs a tool. 
The flashback is over. He's con- he continues to look at the picture and says, That is why you should not have acted out. I'm like, did he really kill her? Okay, now I am confused. Like, I, I was sure that he wasn't the one who killed her, but now I'm not so sure. Maybe he did kill her. I mean, he's complete. He's like capable of killing her, right? We already know that. Freaking murderer. At Sujin's furniture store, um, Jenny's mom and Minhyuk's mom were there shopping, and Sujin greets them. Jenny's mom and Minhyuk's mom, they're like, "Oh, you're here too. This place is the new hot place for moms." Really, a furniture store? Sujin is shy, but she's like, "Oh, really? <laughs> Actually, this store is my mom's." And the two moms, they're like super surprised because it is a big company. And um, Jenny's mom is like, oh my gosh, does that mean you're the daughter of Shimun Construction Company that is ranked 30th in the country? You are so rich. Well, I had no idea. We had no idea your family was banking. Back at the penthouse, <laughs> Rona had come over and Seokyong is being super nice and Rona, she's like just amazed at how rich they are. Suryan then greets them. Like, how does she get there so fast, right? <laughs> she used her supersonic speed. And she's at the penthouse again. And she's greeting them. And she tells Rona that, you know, she should stay for dinner. And that she prepared a lot of food. Yoon-hee is working at her job. Um, she is a maid at a motel. Like, how many jobs does she have? But then she gets a phone call, and it's Sudan, and she invited her to the penthouse. Yunhee comes, and she like brings a bag of fruit, and Sudan is like, "Oh, you shouldn't have." And um, they have tea together, and then they just start talking. Sudan asks her if she's okay. Um, she's like, "I heard from Rona that you guys were in a car accident." Yunhee tells her the story about how the accident caused them to miss the admission concert, and because of her, Rona also got penalty points. Sujan is like, that is not your fault. The fault is at the person who caused the accident. And she tells her to make sure she investigates the accident to find out who did it and to protect her daughter at all cost. Yuni is like, oh, huh? Sujan is like, you need to try your hardest to protect your daughter and be a little evil if it means your child will be protected. Again. Huh? Rona and Yuni then leave the penthouse. Um, I guess it's after dinner or whatever. And they come down to the lobby where Sojin and Inbyur and the rest of the classmates, um, they were at the lobby. I guess their party had just ended as well. Sojin then freaks out upon seeing Rona and Yuni and calls security and yells at them to make sure to monitor thoroughly who goes in and out of this building if they want to keep their jobs. Rona tries to explain that they were invited to be here, but security just kicks them out and they just like drag them out. And all the kids are just laughing at them. Outside the Hera Palace, Yunhee and Rona are looking up at the building and Rona is like, I wish I lived at a place like this. Girl, your mama, she working hard for you, you little brat. Freaking ungrateful child. Yunhee looks very sad when she hears this. She gives Rona a hug and tells her that she will make sure and do anything to let Rona live here so that no one would look down on her. Then Rona pushes her mom away and tells her to promise her that they will not move to Bozak Village then. Yuni is like, the move is tomorrow. We can't cancel that. And we have to move out of our house. 
Rona is like, are you crazy? Do you know what the kids will do to me if they found if they find out I'm moving to Minsara's place? And he tries to console her, saying like, it's okay, since you know they bought the place. Um, you know there are a lot more benefits, like they don't have to pay rent. They're the owners. It'll be okay in the end. Like you know, people live in weird places. So what? Rona then continues to be a brat and says. You're the one who got into this mess. Why are you dragging me into your problems? Oh my god, this girl, like, she has no manners. Like, freaking, I hate this girl. Oh my gosh. I can't deal with these kinds of people, you know? Like, freaking ungrateful child. Yunhee is trying to console her, um, saying that she's trying to make the best out of what we have. Do you really not know my heart? Like, I'm trying to do the best for you. Rona pushes her away and says that she hates her and that she also hates Sojin's family and hates. She's like, I hate everything. She then tells her that Yoonhee basically ruined her life and runs away. Yoonhee starts to cry. She then calls the real estate agent and asks to resell the Bosok village, um, that apartment. Meanwhile, at the Hera Palace, Jenny's mom is massaging Jenny's leg and she's on the phone with Minhyuk's mom. Minhyuk's mom tells her that Yoonhee is moving into Minsara's apartment. They're saying like, oh my gosh, that is so creepy. Like, they're moving into the dead girl's apartment. Jenny smiles when she hears this news. Lori Lee and Dante are at a bar discussing the situation and the devil is like, haha, I knew she would not, that lady, Yoonhee, wouldn't hold on much longer. And he's like, the news of the redevelopment is going to be aired tomorrow afternoon. And Lori Lee is like, wow, that woman has no luck. I guess fate never helps the poor. And they both laugh. And Tante is like, once we sign the papers tomorrow, everything will be over and we'll have all the 10 Pozo Village apartments. Um, yeah, so the plan is to buy that apartment now before the news of redevelopment airs. It's moving day and Rona is still pissed. The movers are like moving their stuff and Yuhi tells Rona to come to Pozok Village after school and that she will clean the place up so that it's spotless. She hands her a packed lunch, uh, but Rona, she's like pissed off and she throws the lunch away, making sure that her mom is watching her. She then walks away. She's literally a bit, literally a brat, like so, oh my goodness. This girl, like, oh. The movers move the stuff into the apartment and they are all very busy and Yuki gets a call from the real estate agent. Lori Lee is there, ready to sign the contract and tells Yunhee to come since they're all squared away and all she has to do is come and sign. Yunhee is like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I'm in the middle of moving right now, but I'm on my way. Lawyer Lee then tells the agent to sign the contract for him when Yunhee gets here because it's going to be awkward if she sees him. At school, Rona is picking up trash and teacher Ma is watching her, Mr. Ma. He starts like nagging her and says that she needs to come to school early and then leave late and then skip lunch in order to finish her community service hours. And she's like, oh, you really need to make sure that you're recycling well. You know, make sure you take the labels off and everything. Sojin is watching from above the balcony and the teacher bows to her and continues to nag Rona even more. Afterwards, Rona goes into her classroom and discovers that her desk was completely vandalized by the class. I don't know, I feel like this is a typical Korean 
school bullying thing where students just like write like curse words on the students i guess the bullied girl's desk this happened in um boys over flowers and i'm pretty sure it happens in all the school dramas where the kid is bullied it's just like curse words on the desk do the teachers not do anything about this i mean clearly the you know madu whatever his name is he's not gonna do anything but ugh, disgusting they basically just like come up to her and start spoiling her. Um, Jenny is like, she's living in Minsora's apartment, you guys. And the Minhyuk is like, wow, dang. So you took Minsora's spot at the school and her home? And all the kids are just like sneering at her. Um, and then Minhyuk is like, wait, does that mean your mom killed Minsora? And Jenny also is like, yeah, that completely makes sense. Wow, she murdered Minsora. Inbyara is like, you need to leave and get out of the school. Like, you don't belong here. The twins also hear this and they're shocked. Sokun is like, is it true that you live in Posok village? He looks very angry as well because, again, none of them liked Minsora. All the kids then start throwing trash at her and tells her that she's a beggar. But Rona does not back down. That's like probably one quality that I can stand about her. She does not back down. She looks like she's about to cry, but then pushes Minhyuk and says, you guys are the trash. She picks up a pail of water. I don't know what that was doing in their classroom, but there was a pail of water and she takes that and she pours it on the boys who are trying to get her. And then she runs out of the classroom. Yoon-hee is on the way to the real estate office, but then someone throws water at her. Um, it was a construction worker who accidentally threw the water and she, he didn't see Yoon-hee. Um, she's like, what the heck, man? What the heck? Ajashi! And the man is like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. Yuni continues to make, um, continues to walk. But then she sees an elderly person trying to haul a huge cart full of recycled boxes up a hill. And she helps out. Lori Lee is getting anxious since Yunhee isn't showing up. And the announcement is about to go live soon. But then she finally shows up, and when he sees her, he quickly hides. The agent tells her that all she needs to do is sign the contract. Um, Lori Lee is hiding under the desk, um, under like the, the realtor's desk. Yoon-hee is hesitating a little, and just as she is about to put the stamp on the paper, the little boy in the office, he turns on the news, and the news about the redevelopment of Pozok Village is on. She immediately drops her stamp and starts to cry in relief, saying that she did it. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just she, I'm rich now. I'm rich now. Yes, Rona, mom did it. I did it. I did it for you. Back at the school, the kids are pushing Rona into the ground. Rona then takes a mop and tries to defend herself. She then gets up on a chair that's like close to um, the railing and then yells at them like, is this what you did to Minsora? You all bullied her and drove her to commit suicide? And is that what you are trying to do to me? Well, I am not going to let you get to me. She then like starts moving the mop around as the kids start to advance towards her. But then she loses her balance and she falls off the railing. She like falls back because they were on the second story. So like she just like she just falls back and she falls into, I think, like the lobby area. But then out of nowhere, a man in a blue tracksuit with a mustache 
jumps and catches Rona by her hand, and he's like also holding on to the railing. And that, my friends, is the end of episode seven. So a lot happened. I wonder if the man in the blue tracksuit is me is the brother that means what I was talking about. Who is this guy? He's a new character. He has like long hair. He had glasses on. He had like a Ron Swanson mustache, and he was in a blue tracksuit, which didn't really match the ambiance of the school. So I don't know who he is. Definitely not a student. Maybe a gym teacher. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Anyways, yeah, that is the end of episode seven. A lot, a lot has happened. Um, yeah, like so much. I had seventeen pages of notes. Like that's insane. Anyways, um, yeah. Now I am not sure if I think last episode I thought that maybe Yunhee had killed Minsora, but now I'm not so sure. Maybe it was Dante. Maybe he ordered somebody. Maybe he ordered Secretary Cho, not Secretary Yoon, because why would he help out Suryeon if he's the one who killed Minsora? So definitely not him, but might be Secretary Cho. So now my theory is that Dante ordered Secretary Cho to kill Minsora, or it could be Yoonhee. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Ah, oh, anyways, um. That wraps up this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you are listening from: YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And please leave a five-star rating if you're joining from Apple Podcast. You can also find me on IG and Twitter at Kdrama in Room Three Four Three. I am not really active on the Who's accounts, uh, but you can follow me on my personal Instagram at Yurinays Ninety Five or. Yuri underscore nays dot items. That's like my beauty Instagram account. I am most active on that. You could also find me on TikTok, Yuri underscore Christina. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will talk to you guys next week with episode eight. Bye.